Internets. This is Adam Brinkerhoff. I'm here at Space United headquarters in Arvada, Colorado, just north of Denver. And I'm here with uh, Space United co-founder Troy Dunn. Say hello, Troy Dunn. Hello, Troy Dunn. We are here for the Space Hangout slash podcast, depending on how you are joining us today. Um, and we are going to talk about how to use space technology for international development. So that's a big, long title today, and we'll break it down and tell you exactly what we mean. So uh, jumping right into it, um, the first is unmanned aerial vehicles. So these have come up uh, in the news quite a bit lately uh, with regards to spying and um, doing airstrikes of uh, different, uh, like Middle Eastern countries, a lot of, uh, here in America, a lot of uh, uh, political, I guess, um, arguing has gone on in terms of um, our program uh, under the Obama administration, but we won't get into that. Uh, today we're, we're talking about a much happier uh, topic of uh, helping people, as we often do. And so when we talk about unmanned aerial vehicles, we talk about them in the context of um, things like providing food or uh, medicine, uh, especially to remote areas of uh, third world countries. So as you may know, it's very difficult to travel um, by um, car or ATV even uh, in a lot of parts of a lot of countries, um, but there are still people that live um, out in uh, difficult to, um, I guess, travel to areas. Uh, and so one of the technologies that um, different humanitarian organizations are using now and are looking at uh, continuing to use uh, more and more are unmanned aerial vehicles. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with the technology, just think about uh, like a remote control airplane that you may have seen uh, a kid on your block playing with and just take that and um, scale it up quite a bit. Um, so it doesn't have um, a human um, pilot on board as the name implies, um, but it, it is controlled from the ground. Um, and so uh, a pilot sits in a cockpit type situation um, on the ground and can see what the uh, UAV can see and then it um, pilots that uh, all the way to uh, wherever it needs to go and back, uh, just like if it were on board. So um, this, there's a lot of potential there, um, so keep an eye on that for uh, food and medicine and other type of uh, goods delivery. Um, and next, I'll let Troy talk about satellite internet. Yeah, so uh, obviously there's lots of ways that you can use uh, space technology for, for international development, but um, one of them is uh, by providing satellite internet. Um, and so uh, the same idea that you would have uh, with your local internet provider, except for the, the internet is actually coming from space. And uh, a nice thing about that is that you can reach remote locations uh, much more easily uh, by going, you know, straight up uh, than you can by, you know, going through a mountain range or, or whatever the case may be if it's in a remote area. So satellite uh, technology uh, offers a lot of opportunities opportunities for uh, international development of, uh, of countries as, as they're building infrastructure and gaining access to, to the internet and uh, obviously uh, knowledge is, is power so the more access that we can get to more people through um, satellites the, the better the world would be um, uh, but it opens up uh, all kinds of doors and opportunities uh, if organizations such as, as Space United or other organizations out there can, can find ways to make that happen. 
So next up, uh, we have our Space United highlighted mission of the day. And actually, for this topic, um, space technology for international development, any of our uh, missions could apply. So if you're interested to see all the different uh, missions that we're working on currently, go check out uh, that portion of our website. In fact, we have a new website that we're uh, excited to show off to the world. So um, let us know what you think of the website in general, and then read more about uh, each of the four missions that we're working on. But today we're going to talk a little bit about Image Griffin. Uh, we've discussed it before on the program, but in case you haven't heard the uh, previous episodes, Image Griffin um, is a satellite imagery mission. So we use satellites that are currently up in the sky taking imagery, um, and they, those are owned by um, satellite providers such as our sponsored Digital Globe. Um, they're imaging the Earth throughout the day, and then they save all of that uh, imagery data in an archive, which we then have access to, and we purchase um, that uh, data and then uh, match it with a nonprofit partner that needs it on the ground. So our most recent donation, uh, which we are still in the process of kind of rolling out and telling people about, uh, was in Cambodia, um, and it's uh, a village that needs a lot of help in a lot of different ways, but they're specifically going to use the um, the satellite image to take a census. Um, so a lot of people in the States or other um, uh, developed countries take things like uh, census data for granted um, because it's so easy uh, for our government to count us and get a good idea of how many people there are. Um, well, governments and uh, nonprofits that, that help uh, impoverished people use that data in all sorts of different ways. Um, and so it's very important for them to know how many people live in a village and where they are in the village um, in order for them to um, create systems like, um, for instance, clean water. Um, in the case of Cambodia, it rains uh, quite a lot throughout the year, um, but they don't have a very good system for um, catching that rainwater and, and using it uh, to provide clean water for the villagers. So that's one uh, area that the satellite that we donated to that village uh, will help with uh, in terms of uh, seeing where the people are, seeing where um, they can go easily to collect water and bring it back to their homes, uh, and then creating a, a water um, action system through the rain um, in the, the best locations uh, to provide for those people. So those are our um, ways to uh, provide for international development using space technology for today, but there are a lot more out there. So uh, if you have any other ideas or have heard about things um, reading online or, or watching the news, uh, let us know. We're always interested to see what's out there and, and what we might be able to use uh, in our work. So next up, we're going to do a quick shout out to our sponsors. And I'm going to let Troy just uh, tell you a little bit about them. Yeah, we just wanted to take a moment to thank um, some of our, our top sponsors uh, who help support our mission of improving lives through through space exploration. And uh, one of those organizations is uh, AGI, and they produce uh, uh, several different software applications uh, uh, that can be used for, for doing different analysis um, of, of space missions and, and uh, 
uh, aerospace uh, things like that. So um, they've helped provide us with with software, and and there's lots of people that are familiar with that if they're from the space industry, and we appreciate their support uh, as well as Digital Globe. And Digital Globe is one of the largest uh, satellite. Uh, remote sensing data providers in the world and uh, we're lucky to get to um, work with them. They're, they're actually physically located pretty close to us here in, in uh, Denver, Colorado, just a little north of us here. Um, and uh, just to the south of us is an, another good friend of ours, the Space Foundation, and they're down in Colorado Springs. We uh, were down there for their summer of discovery. Uh, this year they've got a great museum down there with lots of things for uh, kids uh, to do and and uh, ways to get adults excited about space exploration and, and we always appreciate uh, working with them and, and their support. Uh, and then Uwingu is again kind of in the area here um, just north of us and they've got a, a project going right now where you can uh, send your message uh, to Mars and it's a cool way to get involved. That's another one of the programs that, that they have to get more people involved with, with space and, and connect people to the sky uh, and they've got, you know, uh, crater naming on Mars and and uh, you can uh, name other areas of, of space out there through their systems and uh, just just another great partner of ours and, and we just want to take a moment to, to thank all of them for for supporting us and, and what we do and we hope that uh, other people listening out there will I also want to take a minute to support us, and as Adam mentioned earlier, uh, spaceunited.org. We've uh, recently redesigned our website and upgraded it to um, uh, account for our recently approved 501c3 from the IRS, and, and that makes any of your donations to Space United tax deductible, so uh, you can be one of our top sponsors as well. But uh, moving on here, we've got a, a wonderful uh, guest with us today, Adam. I'm not the guest, but I will introduce the guest, what Troy was referring to. Our guest today is Sarah Wilson. She is uh, not only an international development expert, um, which is uh, why we have our topic the way that it is today, but she is also the co-host and I believe co-creator of Nerd Night Denver, which is how we originally got connected with her. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, and uh, it's great to have you. So, um, as much as I'd like to talk about Nerd Night and how awesomely nerdy it is, uh, we're actually going to spend most of our time today talking about international development. So, just to kick it off, um, in your experience and, and from the way that you see the world um, as someone that works in the industry, uh, what is one big challenge um, in the international development world right now? Uh, yeah, so I think that um, my, just so you kind of know where I'm coming from, um, oftentimes people really do address these emergency situations, um, and uh, I actually studied to, to work in conflict situations internationally, um, but the more I learned, the more I kind of realized that like the chronic inequities that people deal with every day harm way more people so that informs sort of what I feel are like the big challenges and the really important things um, and basically that's a long way of saying like this is why I'm not gonna say Ebola um, <laughs> you know. but you know it's tough because people do people are moved by the emergency situations um, and so for good reason but um, I would say that some of the big, biggest challenges today are just around sustainability um, in terms of like making sure like you had talked about with Cambodia um, like you don't want just water once you know you don't want someone to just bring in water 
you don't want someone to just bring you shoes. Um, you don't want someone to just bring you food. Like I, I would say the biggest challenge in international development is the creation of sustainable practices so that the people themselves can sort of move forward and grow um, organically as opposed to being in this sort of like relying upon foreign aid. Hey, puppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's our um, that's our official mascot, Shiloh, and he's uh, pretty upset about something right now. About um, the chronic inequities in the world, I know. Yeah, I'm guessing so. He's pretty moved by that subject for sure. Um, so anyway, uh, I I totally agree with what you're saying in in the sense that, uh, and I didn't even really think about it uh, beyond uh, the um, when I was asking the question because. We tend to take the um, approach of um, uh, what are the big um, sort of long-term issues as opposed to the, the newsworthy ones. And uh, like you said, people are supporting Ebola. People support uh, natural disasters as they happen um, and as they hit the news cycle. But um, there's more going on in the world than, than just that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of sustainability then, um, from, from what you've learned about space technology, uh, and even just the, the conversation that we had uh, a few minutes ago, what, uh, what do you think that space technology can contribute to help with sustainability? Well, I think that uh, if people are given access to the, the benefits of things like, um, you know, satellite internet and just like kind of what you guys are doing, just providing providing the resource, I think that that in and of itself will empower people to use those resources and then sort of build better communities and, and, and more sustainable practices for their own their own countries, their own areas, things like that. Um, like really specifically like around education, I think that we have the ability to, like with globalization the way it is, we can educate way more people than are currently educated. Um, in just even the most basic levels, all the way up through, you know, very specific sort of technical skills, like, you know, like creating a new water filtration system, um, you know, and if someone just had access to the internet, that would be something that no one would have to come in and say, like, here's that tool, they would create it for themselves. So I think that's what space technology can provide. And also just a larger sense of self. Like, a lot of times when people, in emergency situations as well, they feel so isolated and they feel that they don't have an ally anywhere outside because, you know, their local government and their national government just ignores them and so, um, and actively exploits them. And so I think that things like space technology can really open people's eyes to the fact that there are, you know, seven other, you know, seven billion other people out there who care about what they're going through. And I think that that's a huge force. I think that that could drive change in and of itself, just knowing that you're not alone. And I know it does. Like, it works in communities all the time. Yeah, no, that's a great point, um, uh, both in terms of the education and, and the access to information as well as um, the, uh, the connection with people. I've seen time and time again that um, uh, it's not that people in these impoverished countries are lazy, it's just that they don't have the resources to support themselves, but if you gave them that opportunity, then, then there's a whole lot that they can do and are willing to do. Um, yeah. Beyond that, it also seems that um, when people in developed countries that do have the ability to help, excuse me, others in the world see the, the connection and they see how similar they might be. Um, and so I think the more that we can connect uh, as Americans or 
um, other people in, in developed countries with those in underdeveloped countries, whether it's the internet or other channels, um, and to be able to kind of walk with them and, and, and work with them uh, mm -hmm. better. Um, okay, so now we get to think outside the box. So this is one of our favorite parts of the podcast or the hangout. So we talked about things that are um, problems and things that might be solutions in today's world with today's resources and, and today's timeline. Um, but thinking outside of that, um, if you were in control of the world and you had uh, all of the resources in terms of satellite technology and um, you knew and had access to all of the people that were in need, what kind of things would you do in that scenario? That's such a hard question. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. You're so proud of yourself. Um, I would, I would, I don't know. It's tough. So it's sort of twofold. Like one, like I was saying, I would totally just give internet to everyone. If I just, if there was no limit to the, te to the technology or my like ability to distribute said technology, I would just like global education. And that's not just in the developing world, like also in the developed world. Like I would just be like everyone who wants to educate themselves to whatever degree they want to, just go. We have people out there who are willing to put their time um, into creating, you know, just into educating everything from elementary school students all the way through, you know, PhD, I don't know, whatever you want to science major thing. <laughs> but I don't know. So your, I would just provide like knowledge of, uh, of engineering and the sciences there was really showing through. No, but no, but I don't know. I guess I didn't know where to go because I was going to say something like engineering, and then I was like, well, yeah, but there are other important sciences, so I didn't no, want to. Right. We don't want any of the zoologists. Exactly. See, that's what I mean. I didn't want to pigeonhole the scientists. Right. Um, no, but, I, I, the irony there, of course, and I want to hear the other fold of that, um, is that the technology is there. I mean, I, I've spoken many times um, on our website and, and through this podcast about um, my time at uh, Intelsat, a, a telecom uh, satellite company, and I know that the, the capability is there um, mm -hmm. to do the types of things that you're talking about. And so uh, for those that don't know, I mean, there are, um, I think, hundreds of, um, of satellites uh, up in the sky that are just developed, or just devoted, rather, to communications, whether it's internet or, or voiceover um, uh technology or sending like emails or, or whatever it is, video, uh, a lot of like international sports and, and other events that happen, happen through that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so taking that technology and applying it to um, relief as opposed to just for-profit, which is what it's currently mostly used for, mm -hmm. uh, is definitely doable. It's just a question of um, rallying the community around that. So mm -hmm. you have... Um, a lot of people out there that, that care about that, you have a lot of uh, organizations working on that. It's just a question of, of the uh, logistics of getting the money to the right places, and, uh, and obviously that's one of the things that we're there for. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the second fold? Well, so kind of what you were saying. I think that, so I've spent the last five years of my life living at this like weird cross-section of marketing and global citizenship, and just kind of like how those two things support one another um, and how you can just 
really just loop other people in, uh, just education will, will really drive change. Um, and so I think that the second part of it was if I could, and I don't, this sounds like much more Big Brother when I'm thinking about it now, but like if you could use technology to lend to some sort of transparency. Like the problem with a lot of aid is that you send aid or you, you sort of have this like nebulous idea around things are getting better there because we've sent X resource. Um, and just using that sort of technology to really hold governments accountable and being able to see like um, here um, being able to like track track the implementation of that sort of um, those resources that people are sending um, and also just keeping people educated like I have nothing to do with what like relief efforts in Ukraine um, and the kind of support that's going on there and if I was more educated I would be more able to lend my voice to it um, but there's, like you said, there's no transparency, there's no monitoring, there's no nothing like that. So I don't know exactly what that is. And like I said, it sounds very Big Brother, like, we're watching you. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes, like, people operate in a void and then they operate irresponsibly. And so to a degree, I think that there needs, like, I think that technology could lend itself to, to holding everyone accountable to actually, like, communally lifting ourselves into a better place. No, I see what you're getting at there, because everyone, and lately, and again, in the news cycle, it, a lot of it has been, um, like, the different technology leaks of data, whether it's Facebook yeah. or, um, like, a lot of the credit card information, I think Target, and there have been a bunch of other places, and, um, uh, and so they view that transparency as uh, negative, but on the flip side, like, when I order something from a place like Amazon, and I'm not trying to buzz market for Amazon because I don't think they need it, but, um, like, and I can track my package all the way through, like, right. go to, like, three or four different cities before it gets to um, my doorstep, um, but I love knowing that information. Like, I know, love knowing where it is and getting excited about, like, oh, it's in Kansas now. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's all about the information that you choose to, uh, to get and also about... Um, the uh, the way that it's used. I don't think that the information itself is inherently bad. Um, mm -hmm. It's just the way that it's handled. And so um, we also, I mean, going back to Space United, I mean, we very much agree with that whole um, structure. We want people to know exactly what uh, they're funding as well as um, uh, what the progress is on the back end. So mm -hmm. we don't want it to just be a black hole of like, oh, thanks for your time and money. Yeah. Uh, you'll never hear from us again. Like, we want them to be um, informed about, okay, you supported this project in Cambodia. Now, this is what's happened in Cambodia since the satellite image has been built. Right. Um, and so uh, a lot of that, I mean, is the presentation, and, and some people want a lot of information, and some people don't want as much information. But uh, I think you're definitely uh, onto something, at least that we agree with. Uh, well, do you have anything uh, that you'd like to add or, or question? Um, no, I mean, I just really appreciate uh, Sarah's thoughts and, and uh, I guess, bringing up the sustainability uh, side of, of doing good for people because I think that it is important that people recognize that, you know, just um, providing a coat one time or whatever the case is um, isn't always the right sustainable answer. It's like a shot in the arm kind of thing that... Um, so I, I think it's important that that gets applied to um, 
to space exploration and and uh, how it's being used and and trying to find ways and and I I I totally agree with them um, with her thoughts uh, Sarah your thoughts Sarah on um, uh, you know internet access to everybody and and how powerful uh, the just having um, the ability to learn uh, if you have that in front of you and and what that would do for the world if if the education levels just came up worldwide because of something like that so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in, term of, in terms of our co-hosts, we have now learned who the good cop and bad cop are. <laughs> I ask tough questions, and then Troy gets out his pom-poms. And oh, you didn't ask tough questions. We can get deep into this. I've got, like, stats. I can, you can go crazy if you want to go, <laughs> like, uh, hardcore international development. So, for the, I, I, I hesitate to mention this because I don't know how nerdy people are, but for people that are, like, really hardcore fans, they'll know that Fareed Zakaria has been on the program like a hundred times. Um, very, despite the fact that I'm sure he's a very busy man, especially now that I think he still has his own CNN show. So we'll we'll leave that to uh, Sarah Wilson interview part seven or whatever it shall be. Um, but in the meantime, um, we're going to uh, shift it over to our audience and just uh, not only say thanks for watching, but we also have a couple cool ways uh, to interact with you either live during the broadcast right now um, or uh, throughout the weeks and months in the future um, if you're listening to this via um, our podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher uh, or on uh, YouTube watching it. Uh, we uh, encourage you to ask any questions that you have, uh, but first answer these questions. And they look familiar because they're the ones that we asked Sarah. So, uh, again, just to... Uh, remind you. Uh, the first question is what is the one big challenge in or what is one big challenge in international development? Um, you might pick Ebola because you see it on the news or you might uh, know a little bit more behind the scenes like Sarah does and so we want to know what uh, international development issues um, are, are really resonating with you. It could be healthcare in general or education or uh, clean water like we talked about in the case of Cambodia. Whatever it is, let us know what you think. Um, and then in your eyes, what can technology contribute to these issues? Uh, we've talked about some of the existing technologies, and, and some of them might apply to your uh, challenge that you're thinking of, or it might be something that we haven't mentioned. Uh, again, we want to hear it. Um, and then finally, uh, with all the time, money, um, and power in the world, uh, with all of the satellites and other space technology at your fingertips, um, and all the knowledge about uh, who needs what, around the world, what kind of things would you do? And we'll, we'll stick to just what would you do first, maybe. Uh, and, and like Sarah mentioned, it might be something like giving internet to everyone, uh, which is a pretty good first step in, in our eyes. So uh, a couple ways that you can submit your answers. You can um, do so on our uh, Hangout page right now if you're listening live or throughout uh, time as it continues. Tweet us, um, hashtag SpaceUnited, uh, and we will uh, be happy to... Uh, give feedback on your answers, um, and then the second part of this is any questions that you might have, uh, we'd be happy to answer as well. Uh, keep an eye out, too. We have uh, periodic Reddit AMAs as well as uh, Twitter Q&A ses- sessions, and we try to stagger them between our monthly podcasts. So um, if you want to uh, answer or ask questions then, you're also welcome to do that. Uh, anything from the Twitterverse or the Hangout page, Mr. Dunn? 
nothing right now or any questions that I've seen. There were some questions earlier this week related to uh, the timing of the Google Plus Hangouts. Uh, if you see an event in there uh, that has a time stamp on it, know that it's being set to your local time so you can uh, figure out when our next Hangout will be based on that uh, moving forward in case that comes up again. Cool. All right. Well, um, thanks again uh, to Sarah for joining us, um, and we'll uh, definitely have her on the program so that she can uh, give us all of her statistics. Maybe we'll just have one podcast that is just her listing numbers. That should that would be riveting. Um, I love and, that. And uh, thank you, Troy, for co-hosting. Thank you to Shiloh for barking at someone while we were recording. Um, but uh, he's an important part of the organization, so I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, and with that, we will say uh, thanks for listening and keep exploring for good. Bye, guys.